0: Hello everybody, welcome and thank you for tuning in to Just Bleed Radio. Today is Sunday, March 3rd, 2024, and this is The Weekend Roundup. What's up guys, this is The Weekend Roundup. My name is LazyBed and you may know me from my exploits across various YouTube live chats. Joining me today are my usual co hosts and cohorts, sitting both geographically and theoretically to either side of me. On my left, he is the Count of Casuals and the voice of the hottest Hamzat Chemaya breakdown still blowing up the internet. Danger Mouse, say what's up.
1: Hi guys, how you doing?
0: And to my proverbial right, former high school wrestling standout and current mixed martial arts analytical mastermind, my good homie and yours, Austin aka, no special. Austin, say hello.
2: Hello, guys. How you doing? Hey, thank you. Great introduction, as usual.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, with those pleasantries out of the way, that was a pretty shitty co-main and main event last night, huh? Oh,
1: yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> fucking trash, to say the least.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, I was actually slightly invested in the main event just because that was... Um, where the Discord Survivors League was going to end because Cole picked Rosenstruck and I had Gazeev. Uh, So congratulations, Cole Hughes, uh, for winning the first season of uh, the Survivors League.
0: Did you get voted off the island? Is that what happened? (laughs) It
1: it was just picking the winners from the main events. So, yeah. yeah, Now it just starts over. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. There you go. I have a chance. (laughs) (laughs) chance? So <laughs> well, yeah very mid fight I mean what can you say really because he just gassed out within about I think he got a takedown late in the end of round one didn't he and then that seemed to be pretty much he pretty much blew his load there I think uh, showed a bit of strength in round two and that was it and then it was just Rosenstruck slapping a, le- slapping a jab into his face for the rest of the fight I'm a big fan of the jab. You know, I like Sean Strickland, but I don't need to see a fat guy getting beaten up by it.
0: It was a nice jab. I'll give him that. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, well, what else can you say? It's like he'd only been to the third round ever in his career, like once, and the rest of his fights have been in the first round, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe one or two in the second. Like, what? Uh, even if he trained... It's not the real thing. You know, when someone's actually hitting you and it's hurting you and you have the adrenaline dump after the first. Like, you could tell he wasn't ready. I mean, his mouth was open the entire second and third round. And then going into the fourth, it was just open and his mouthpiece kept flying out. And you could tell he's bloody in the face and just wasn't even throwing anymore. The whole situation with this corner, you know, just ignoring his pleas of, like, I can't see I thought he was injured like he couldn't like I thought he was like saying like there's something wrong with my jaw, which is why I thought his mouth was open. But turns out it just was him being gassed and he couldn't see. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, it's
0: fine. Do do we think any part of that was maybe him having a bad fitting mouthpiece? I think Bisping mentioned that on the broadcast.
1: Yeah, it could be. It wouldn't
2: be surprising. Hey, look! He wanted to spit that thing out in like the first round. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah,
0: yeah, the whole fight, good, his mouth uh, was open. That's
1: it. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it <laughs> oh, was, was just him breathing, though, more than anything else.
0: For those that don't know, of course, we're talking about uh, last night's main event: Jarzio Rose took on Shamil Gaziev. I, I think, or Gaziev. I think they were pronouncing it Gaziev. Uh, yeah, sounds about right. Five rounder in the heavyweight division, a couple of big fat fatties. <laughs> uh, thir- the 13 and five strike. Uh, well, I guess he's 13 or 14 and five now. Uh, yeah. fighting out at ATT. Uh, took on the 12 and one, now 12 and one, uh, formerly undefeated Gazeev, who comes out of Bahrain.
1: Yeah, so. It needs to go back there.
2: Mm. I don't think he needs to go anywhere. He just needs a. He needs a. He needs to stay right. on the undercard. Undercard, lower level heavyweights. He went from being on a contender series to having one fight against a guy who was Boudet. Was that? Was that? Yeah, it was Martin Boudet. Yeah. Canadian heavyweight, right? And. Yeah. That guy wasn't like your typical heavyweight either. He's just kind of like a guy who shows up to the gym and became a heavyweight, you know, fighter. And um, this is kind of like the, you know, the where mid heavyweights are good enough to enter the UFC, but then there is a step above them where there's like UFC heavyweights, and then there's the top tier. Because everybody, this is heavyweight. You don't necessarily need to be the greatest fighters. You just need to be able to show up and be able to Get hit hard. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That there's a difference, and tonight he we saw the difference between you know guys who are great yeah. or you know mid tier heavyweights and guys who aren't there yet. Gaziev, yes, you know, not. I'm not going to say he's a world beater. He definitely has a chin. He. Took some hellacious shots, but you know, it's not like Jarzinho stepped on the gas all the all throughout the night. He just happened to have a consistency, and then you know, landed combinations here and there. You know, yeah. nothing
0: special. It was, like, once that gas tank was gone, he was Biggie Boy was just able to style on him and just do virtually whatever the fuck he wanted. Like it was. Oh yeah. But yeah. uh, uh, Gazeev, like you said, Austin, you know, they they kind of fast tracked him here, and I think part of that is them stacking 299 and 300 the way they have with all these names. When you're stacking cards like that, you're only going to have so many guys left over that to, to yeah. patch together cards with. And this was, you know, kind of a perfect example of one of those sort of fights where he was fast-tracked way too quickly and it showed, it showed big time. Uh, the, the, the real downside of here is you want to say that, with some more uh, time and some, some f- more fights under his belt that Gazeev could have a potential future
2: at heavyweight. But I'm pretty sure the dude's already, like, 34. So even yeah, it's, at... He's not, not the oldest for heavyweight, but it's still uh, not it, good, you know. But it, at his, at his uh, uh, level that he's at currently, like,
0: I don't know, man. Uh, kind of just a mid-tier uh, apex guy going
2: forward, I think. Yeah. There's a place for that in the UFC. Surely. Until they cut your ass. Yeah. Um, He's not there yet. Let's see when he's on a three-fight losing
1: skid and they need another heavyweight main event at the Apex, right? Well, you know, let's not have more crappy heavyweight main event (laughs) at the Apex. I'm just saying, there was a standard set, so... (laughs) I'd have much rather have seen Erseg and Schnell uh, as the main event there. <laughs> mm, or even Umar, quite frankly.
0: Uh, so, is that probably about all we can say about that main event there? Yeah.
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, it wasn't anything pretty. It was just another heavyweight fight. Guy who wasn't ready for it, like you said. Like you you even said it too. You fast tracked him. This is This mm. is the result of that. <laughs> That's it. There's not much more to say.
0: So, do we do we have any thoughts on what might be next for
1: Jarzino? Gatekeeper for heavyweight top ten.
0: <laughs> I mean, he's, he's in that same sort of uh, age range that Gazeev's in, which, like we said, you know, it's not terrible for heavyweight, but he's got a more established track record. Uh,
1: he only seems so to lose a more established track record of losing to anyone who's good.
0: Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. He only seems to lose <laughs> to the really good guys. If you stick him in there with a guy like a Gazeev, like he's gonna oh, beat him. It's
1: yeah. I brought his favorite, Chris Dorcas. Yeah,
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, we remember what he did to Alistair Overeem. Oh, Twenty-three
1: seconds. Yeah. Jesus.
2: Yeah. Well, he... yeah, like yeah, you said Alistair Overeem. I mean, that's another one too. Like, yeah. he maimed that fucking man's <laughs> lip. He maimed him.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what we really do with them from here. I seen somebody on, uh, I think it was the MMA fighting live chat. They suggested match him up with the winner of Tybora and Tuivasa next week.
1: Yeah, I thought Ty, uh, Ty might be a good option for him.
2: Why not Derek Lewis? Yeah,
0: yeah,
1: equally fine.
0: Shocking that they've never fought before.
2: I think they're both on. Um... Both on that trajectory to fight each other, you know, it's do or die for Derek Lewis at this point, and Biggie Boy needs another name, you know, a legit name.
0: Just, uh, just don't stick the fight in Texas, because Lewis always loses in
2: Texas. (laughs) Yeah, he does, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. I might just put it in Vegas just for that. There you go. Heavyweight <laughs> main event right there. Apex card.
0: Yeah, there's your Apex-y <laughs> Apex card right
1: there. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to do it. I pick the most heavyweight of heavyweight fights. <laughs> Alright, uh, let's move
0: this thing along here. Let's move it on to uh, the co-main event here, which is a bit more interesting than the main event, but not, not the greatest fight. We had... Uh, Vitor Petrino versus Tyson Pedro in the light heavyweight division. What do you guys think about this little shindig right here?
1: Take it away, all. Uh, <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> uh, and quite frankly, take it away. But yeah, carry on. I I,
2: I, I, I'm trying to find words of positive outcomes, and I couldn't. I'm having. I'm struggling. Um, no, it's a, it's a. You know how we say middleweighty middleweights. This felt like that, but at light heavyweight. It's just, it just—it was another fight. And honestly, Vitor is that athletic dude. You saw how he went for a takedown and then zoomed back to the back of Pedro and then jumped back up after the def- you know the takedown attempt was defended. And Pedro was kind of in the fight at points, but just didn't seem to pressure. You know, Vitor essentially just kind of continued to pressure forward land occasionally the leg kicks were there the you know the combination seemed to be there for him but not all they not you could tell these guys were not it seemed like it was a harder fight for both men for some reason than it needed to be and i don't know if that's just because this is like heavyweight or if it's just that one of them you know ended up putting his gloves
1: down, and we'll probably talk about that later, but it, it just felt like there was something lacking. Did they move the, ele- the apex to elevation or something? Gassing in that card. I mean, I wouldn't even doubt that, but I, I just felt
2: like there was something that was just off in this fight, and, you know, I, it, it was close. Pedro could have won had he put forward a, a better effort, but you know, it is what it is. This is light heavyweight. This is par for the course. <laughs>
1: yep
0: standard procedure kind of there danger yeah. you got any thoughts on there
1: uh, no as he said as uh, Austin said it was was a very middleweighty middleweighty light heavyweight fight um, <laughs> no no dispute about the result or anything uh, I'm not quite sure how uh, Tyson won one round but it is what it is, as they uh, as they like to say. Uh, you know, Pedro's not my favourite guy. He beat Khalil Roundry and he beat Paul Craig. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> glad to see the back of him. Uh, but all I can give him really is his uh, fun, uh, fun as hell, um, samurai celebration that he did uh, that time. I forget who it was he beat but the, end, the entire. Caught, you know clean the blade and sheath it that was fantastic was pleasure
0: man uh, but... I think it was a pleasure man yes it
1: yes. was yeah you're right yeah thank you but yeah other than that there's just his retirement to talk about so
0: yeah uh i actually i took notes sadly on both these fights and i'm not going <laughs> i'm not going to get into them i'm not going to break this fucking shit fest down <laughs> uh but as far as like a summary, I did have I had a decent little summary at least for this fight. Uh, I, coming into this fight, there was sort of anticipation that this was going to be a bit of a, a slugfest and a bit of a war, and somebody was probably going to go down. I, I think the same thing was could be said about the main event. Like neither one of these fights really lived up to the 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 anticipation coming in that these were just going to be knockers. Like somebody was going down, and it was probably happening in the first round. Didn't happen in either one. Uh, well, th- th- the main event ended, but yeah, nevertheless. Uh, as far <laughs> as this fight goes, though, so it didn't. It didn't meet the anticipation coming in. It was it was a lot more calculated than a uh, brutal, which I thought it would be. Uh, Petrino, he looked strong and capable, but for whatever reason, it was like he never really put the pedal down, and. Pedro, the, the longer the fight went on, the older and more unsure he looked. Like mm-hmm. the more older, unsure man. Uh, <laughs> he, he had a good success with the calf kick early, but he kind of got away from that. And he, he just never seemed to like find a, a way around Petrino's game plan. Uh, fairly easy but uneventful win for Petrino, who was a guy that I got a lot of high hopes for and i used to have a lot of high praise for but i don't know he did what he had to do to get the victory uh yeah and then of course i guess we can get into this now after the fight he called out anthony smith <laughs> <which> oh, jesus <laughs> is a pretty uh you know it's a it's a call out with name value
2: but you're not really challenging yourself are you well i don't know what a winsy either <laughs> Yeah, it's not like he's a number one contender. It's not like he's number ten in the uh. The, Smith, is he, Smith,
1: is he Smith. 10, yeah, 10's rank.
2: Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Well, there you Such go. A, that's a serious call. The, the physical ten. That's what he's calling out. This just happens to be Anthony Smith. I think he's just doing the math, and he's like, "Well, if I get if I get Anthony Smith, that puts me in the top 10.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. Okay.
0: okay. the Easiest way to get your foot in the door: the top ten.
2: Yeah, that's fair. I I I respect that.
1: Yeah, top Saturday. ten. To top fifteen. There's Dominic Reyes there, but no. <laughs>
2: God damn it! This fucking division sucks. <laughs> <Totally> trash. <sighs> yeah, I, I mean,
0: outside of that, I yeah. Go. I don't know. Do you guys you guys have any thoughts on the whole Anthony Smith call out? Or you know.
2: It's a call-out. It's a thing. I mean, you could say it, you know. It's like calling out a guy who literally hasn't been able to get a win except over other mediocre light heavyweights, and that's it.
0: And, of course, Smith's dismissed it and said, you know, uh, I beat him seven days a week, blah, blah, blah. So, I mean, sure. Do, okay. <laughs> typical Anthony, I beat everybody typical. on paper, Smith.
1: <laughs> well, that's every fighter, isn't it, really?
2: Smith has a particular way of saying it
1: well it's just a cheeky call out calling out a top 10 guy
0: especially with him being in the studio at the desk I mean you you Mm -hmm. know you're going to get an immediate response (laughs) oh yeah can't fault him there Um, other than that you guys uh, did you catch of course Tyson Pedro retired afterwards laid down the gloves but did you catch his post fight interview at all
1: I just I read it. it. I, I, I just listened to it just before the show. Funnily enough.
0: Okay. So uh, of course, uh, for those that didn't watch it or didn't catch it, uh, he basically discussed how he, he's in kind of dire financial strains right now. And, uh, joked about potentially robbing somebody in the parking lot on the way out. So, you know, what do you guys think about that? That situation he finds himself in, uh, being a UFC veteran of multiple fights and, and uh, not knowing how he's going to live going forward.
2: You want to take this one, Mouse?
1: Uh, I can do, I guess. Um, obviously, he's in some kind of financial trouble. I don't know where it's come from. Uh, it seems to be that uh, he's losing money, effectively, when he, when he fights, if he doesn't get a win bonus. Um, I know someone was saying he hasn't uh, acquired many fight of the night bonus or KO bonuses despite finishing a lot of his fights in the first round so I guess the UFC hasn't done him that great Um, and it just seems that I guess the cost of training uh, getting a team in doing everything that you have to do to fight is just more expensive than he can uh, afford at the moment and plus he seems to want to spend time with his daughter which I guess is perfectly logical so good luck to him. I hope he makes it in the future. Uh, I did. I did see someone suggesting that he had uh, some other business opportunities, uh, maybe with uh, one of the uh, one of the other Aussie fighters. I forget now.
2: Mm, yeah,
1: but yeah. That's all I can really say on it.
2: He's. Uh, I'm looking at his record now, and he's had 11 fights inside of the UFC. He's. He started his career 4-0 and entering the UFC and has five losses with the promotion. So, not a whole lot of wins to speak of. Not to mention he was also injured for a period of time. So, there's that. Yeah. I'm imagining he never main-evented. I, I'm not going to look too deep into it, but I, I, don't, I don't imagine he ever main-evented. And he's a light heavyweight, which means he should be making at a bare minimum 50 grand per fight. Usually, light like heavyweights, though the bigger the weight class, the more that they're able to negotiate, the more, you know, just, the more people you have following you on social media, you know, the easier it is to negotiate higher paychecks, too. I mean, look at Ilya Teporiya, I think his payout was like $350,000, yeah. right? well, yeah. not He did not have a whole lot of fights <laughs> inside <laughs> the UFC. Definitely not. So, this is just another case of either mismanaged money or just opportunities that were never fully taken advantage of because of the losses and the time off and you know, tough competition. It's like heavyweight. Anybody can be anybody on any given day. You know. Unfortunately this is this is the path of fighting. If it doesn't work out, there's always something else you can do. You know, what I think a uh, Eugene Robinson <laughs> He's an interesting character. I'm not always a guy to agree with him, but he says it best. You know, other sports beckon. <laughs> I, I'm that's just the, little, that's up the up. best you can say for him.
1: Yeah. Just quickly looking on Wiki, uh, he's apparently the co-owner of DreamQuest Brewery with Tai Vasa and Nathan Cleary.
0: Oh, okay. Uh, so he's got something yeah. going
2: on, at least something to uh, invest himself into.
1: Yeah it would appear yeah so. that's
2: fair but i don't think that's going to be the only thing he can do you know you can't just sit on that he's got to at least have something else that's coming in yeah
0: well an interesting thing about pedro that i didn't really realize until he fights when i was looking into his
2: record and stuff and his background i didn't realize he'd been in the ufc since 2016 that's what i'm saying he had 11 fights yeah but think... he's also injured <laughs>
0: That's a, I was just gonna say that I think part of that is like you were saying the the injury layoff, which I don't know was that was two 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 and a half years something like that, maybe longer. Uh, but yeah, since 2016, the guy was in that heat for eight years. I still felt like he was a relative newcomer. Uh, you know, all those guys out of Australia seem to be really good, salt of the earth, kind of down to down to the earth, down to earth guys, and. I hope the best for him. I hope that he was just kind of in the heat of the moment and it was just the emotions getting the best of and Things aren't necessarily as bad as he made them seem, but yeah, for, for that long of a career in the UFC shh, the guy should be pretty well off. Let's just face it. Like he got fucked. He should be pretty well off. And I don't see him as the kind of guy that mismanages money. So
2: I don't know. You would hope not, but I mean, this is par for the course for a lot of fighters right now. It's this, if yes. they don't have something else, that they got supplemental income, you know, scraping together wins in this kind of environment is not always easy, especially if you're on the road and you've got to pay taxes on your wins. Yep.
0: Yeah, you know,
2: paying for all your trainers and your
0: camps and the travel, and yeah, it's got to be a nightmare. Yeah, it adds up. All right, well, I think we'll move it along here to topic number two for the day. And being as a co-main in the main event weren't very much to talk about, we're going to go ahead and dip into the rest of the card here and we've got a personal favorite fight or uh fighter of the card. Go ahead and shout them out and
2: highlight them. I'll say... Real quick, the um, both the fights prior to that with uh, Alex Perez and Muhammad Mukayev and uh, Umar Namagamedov and Al Alkman. I thought I'm not. I'm pretty sure I butchered it. I didn't really hear them on the broadcast say it, but you know he also had the issue with his record. You know, bit being adjusted rules from where he's from. So, any anywho, so both fights are great. Both showed that the prospects, Umar and Mikhaev, um definitely needed to be tested. Unfortunately, it seemed as though they they picked really good people to be tested against. And, you know, Perez, I didn't think anything of him, even though he's local to California. He seemed to be the kind of guy that pushed Makayev to his limits and didn't really have a whole lot of additional answers. I thought he honestly won the fight, but it's neither here nor there. And Umar got clipped early on. Got a guy who was capable in grappling and just had a hard nose win. You know, there's not much you can say other than that. It's you know two prospects getting tested, and that's great, especially the guys they were fighting.
1: There's quite you a know? difference in the level of performance between the two of them, though, don't you oh, think? Yeah.
2: Uh, no, no, it is. It's I mean, one yeah. faced a veteran, <laughs> the other faced a relatively
1: newcomer. have <laughs> okay, kind of scraped to win, didn't it? Twenty nine, twenty eight which yeah, you, yeah. you've even said you didn't even think he won it. Um, no, and then no, I didn't. He had, and he had Umar, who came in with a 30-25, 30-26, 30-26 scorecard. Um, <laughs> uh, which but, is
0: interesting, because he had really the scarier moment in the, in the yeah, earlier... Yeah,
1: fight. that first round, yeah.
2: It was just on the temple, too. It was like an overhand right,
1: right off the bat in that first exchange. Yeah, and... I he said it was said it in the interview you know he woke up underneath uh, almacan uh, and then proceeded to just carry on with the fight from there uh, you need that sometimes as a
2: as a <laughs> contender especially him being from the clan that he's from the you know yep. the Midoffs. Mur- it, it's true he he had to push through and persevere regardless of what it was and he honestly put on a hell of a performance considering yeah, he really,
0: he really showed the wrestling chops last night. Mm-hmm. People really haven't attributed to him yet, despite the name, and he really showed it.
1: Yeah, I've got to, I've got to say something there that I thought I did hear this. Uh, they were saying it was his his fifth takedown, so it was a new personal record for him. That's not a record. That's a failure. That means the other guy got up twice. Well, you need <laughs> to go back to work. <laughs> oh my god you, you got to give him the credit you got to
2: give him the credit because uh, he's facing a, a fellow from the eastern caucuses yeah. such as him and yeah, i mean i'm imagining that they're all pretty pretty well endowed and grappling at some point or some aspects but did you I know honestly... anything about,
1: did you notice know it about alma McCann?
2: No, it, it shows that he had like a 17 or one record when it first came up. And then listening to the MMA fighting guys, they said that his record actually had to change because where he was from, mm-hmm. there's two organizations he was fighting in or a few, the one of the organizations had like 60 second rule max of ground uh, work, which means it's primarily stand up is what, All they right. you know, yeah. If you're not working immediately for a submission and you don't have one, usually it's okay, well, they're not gonna watch you grapple the entire time, we're gonna watch you stand. So that's why they took away the um the the wins that he had and they were considered just non, you know, unified rules, which makes sense, I guess. So that was about as much as I knew. I knew he was a if you're coming from that region of the world and you have a record that he had, I imagine you're not a nobody. You know? Mm-hmm. You're you're a Dark horse, as they say. And the fact that he clipped Umar right off the bat and then proceeded to... Even if he was getting taken down, like you said, Mouse, he literally got up after every exchange or fought his way up every mm-hmm. exchange. The dude did not quit. And I did. that was the thing that was most impressive. Usually you have people who struggle and then proceed to fight less, less, and less as, a, as the fight goes on. He did not stop fighting. And I, I found that impressive.
1: Oh yeah, there was no quitting him at all. No, it was a good showing. Good showing. Oh yeah. I wonder. I wonder if uh, Khabib was watching. Like, if Islam, the Islam Makachev's uh, KO uh, flashed in front of his eyes when that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> off his temple uh, there again. <laughs> I know really? I did for uh, uh,
2: what's his name uh, Javier. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah,
0: Mendoza, <laughs> you know, over there in the corner.
2: Yeah. Brief, uh, his his butthole puckered
0: for a moment.
1: <laughs> Jeez, I will never him. hear that. Yeah, well, it, was, it would have been the same warning, wouldn't it? That's what he told him. You know, he's striking is really dangerous. All right, you can have one round with him, and then bang, you're unconscious. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it happens. But yeah, Muhammad McKay have not really the most impressive uh, performance I've seen from him.
2: Did you think he won? I didn't. But that I I thought Perez did pretty well in the uh, second and third round, so I I don't know. I did you guys I see anything have, different?
1: I wouldn't have objected if they scored it against McKeough. No, but I didn't. I okay. thought he probably did enough to win. I don't know what Lazy thought. But...
0: I, I was just gonna, I was going to say basically the same thing. Like it was one of those sort of fights that just sort of teeters on the precipice, where depending on what kind of judge you are, it could have gone either way. And as a fan, you can't be mad about you know, even if that's your favorite guy, if Perez was your favorite fighter, like, you couldn't be mad about him losing, really.
2: No. I mean, he defended a lot, but you don't get rewarded for defending. I thought he did enough with his stand-up. Um, he missed a lot, but he made up for it when he landed.
0: One thing I will add to that, though, is hopefully we get to see Perez be a little bit more active now, because he's been uh, the super fucking hit-or-miss with his activity. hmm
2: it's half of it is injury, half of it is bad weight cuts, half of it is something else here, there, or the other. I would, if I was his corner, I would imagine we, hey, look, either we go up, 135. You fought that before inside the UFC, seem to have success. You're not killing yourself to make the weight class. Let's just let's try it out. You know, we want to fight more often, not be, you know, struggling. But that's just me.
0: Yeah, I mean, whatever your goals are activity is the key, whether you're chasing money, status, championships, you got to be active. Mm-hmm. Danger, you got a favourite fight on the card?
1: Uh, I, I could easily pick two or three, probably. Uh, cause the, the, <laughs> the the prelims were pretty great. I thought we were in for a fantastic night. Uh, <laughs> to, uh, I know we're going to get to uh, scoring this for the card later, so I'll leave it there. Um, I've got to go for Vinicius Oliveira defeating Bernardo So Sopai. Uh, I believe they pronounce his name. Uh, a guy from the Goat Shed, um, Goat oh, yeah. Shed team from Awesome Zaidi. Uh, <laughs> The, the guy who is, is the guy. The guy is the Dana White equivalent in karate combat, isn't he? He's is the president, <laughs> yeah. I think, for the thing. Is it um, in yes. Dana
0: Brown? His words, not mine.
1: Hmm? That's it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, sorry. yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right. I did see that one on the uh, Discord somewhere. Uh, so yeah, that, I mean, that fight was just brilliant from round one all the way through to round three. Um, sopa uh, softball, Got lots and lots of guts. Um, was looking great throughout, like I said, the first two rounds really. But like Oliveira might be in a lot of trouble. And then of course round three, Oliveira, right at the end of the fight, lands that. He'd um, it, been beating up in his uh, so, uh legs with uh, Shinko uh, with calf kicks, uh, and then he hit him with one that obviously really really stung. And then he, he was backing away, and he just landed that. Uh, I I've, I've put it down. I, I wrote it down just before launching an absolutely beautiful moment of viciousness with a perfect flying knee <laughs> that sent that sent Sobai Sob- Sob- to the shadow realm. Uh, and it really did. That's got to be up there for one of the KOs of the year. So right. uh, there's another fantastic KO in the show, which would have been the Ursak match, uh, Max Snell, uh, Matt Snell. Uh, uh, sorry, uh, but. No, n- not much is going to beat that knee, that uh, that flying knee. That's.
2: I don't know. That Ursic knockout was pretty sick. And yeah, it was also against Match now.
1: <laughs> That's... <laughs> That's it. I, d- I did make Is out. Is Ursic the new left up Larry? Because that was sweet.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it looked pretty sweet. So, I mean, I can't it argue.
1: It sounded but... <laughs> pretty sweet as well. It's one of those strikes you're glad you saw in the Apex. Uh, yeah, yeah, good or point. i rather heard in the apex because that sounded like a butcher slapping a cleaver into, you know, a side <laughs> of beef or something. It was horrible. Yeah, just like, but, yeah. <laughs> and then, then the second one is his skull bounced off the canvas. yeah. Um, just... yeah. <laughs> I know where you're going with this, Austin. I was
2: going to say, did you see the thing with the ref afterwards?
1: Oh my <laughs> God, why? Fucking Chris Tyone over here. Yeah, it was that Tyone, wasn't it? Yes.
0: Did you hear his head slap off the mat? <laughs> <laughs> he, oh, I don't know why he sounded like giddy as he's fucking telling the corner. Like, hey, did you see your guy get slaughtered a minute go?
2: <laughs> oh, I know, as Matt's there in front of him. <laughs> yeah. I don't know which one sounded worse. <laughs> <laughs> You'll see it back on video. You yeah. fucking
1: dick. <laughs> Trying to give the guy PTSD there. <laughs>
2: So right. well, he's already questioning his life decisions at that moment. And you're like,
1: let's just double down on the disappointment here. Yeah. Congratulations on you made it to a highlight reel. Unfortunately, it's not right. yours.
0: <laughs> a little bit of uh, extra props to Oliveira for the flying knee KO because he had that fight in the bag. Like, he could have easily just coasted to do a victory there. And he pushed for that finish. Like, he wanted to take that dude out.
2: Yeah. yeah, it's against a 23-year-old, though. You know, the dude was, like, in it, and then he just kind of floundered in the second round and didn't really have much of a fight in the third. So I was like, I, I think I would, that's why I would have I probably, if there was a knockout of the night, I would have awarded to the Ursig-Matt um, Schnell fight. And if it had been a guy who was a veteran, you know, maybe a little bit more, but it's like, it's a 23-year-old kid. He was in there, he had a great first round and struggled in the second and then floundered again in the third. Like he, His corner should have stopped the fight in between rounds two and three, or at least if there... Is it a rule now that you can't or can throw in a towel uh, to stop the fight per corner?
0: I'm not sure. I, th- well, I thought you
1: still could, but... Not so. They have to be able to stop it. Uh, throwing in a towel used to be a foul. And uh, before the new unified
0: rules, I mean, I think a ref would use their best judgment and start the fight, but technically it was a
1: foul. Uh, when they redid the unified rules in 2019, uh, this, it says, uh, removed as a foul, throwing the towel during competition. A fighter's corner, at the commission's discretion should have the option to retire as fighter in the quickest and most efficient manner possible during competition. A corner person having worked alongside a fighter may recognize and accept what their fighter's capabilities are from past experience. It makes sense from a safety perspective to allow a corner to retire the fire. If there is a consideration that debris in the form of the towel ring or cage may contribute to the disruption or confusion in the contest, then colored towels or special towels might be a consideration to be used.
2: Right. Okay, that makes sense. So, visible but not interfering. Yeah. Okay.
0: So, so you're telling me that if I can't find my towel, I can't throw a banana peel in there.
1: <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Toss it back. No shoot. It, it, The rules say if a uh, towel is not available, grab the nearest shoe.
2: <laughs> it does say that?
1: No, it doesn't say that. Oh, I was
2: going to say, <laughs> Jesus Christ.
0: George W. Bush is somewhere shuddering right now.
2: <laughs> Who throws a shoe? I
1: thought like you'd have thrown a shoeie rather than a shoe. <laughs>
2: hey, Helios has a shoeie. That's
1: true. It be
0: awesome.
2: Yeah, I, I've because I, I feel like that should be a thing that should be more acceptable in MMA. Like, you say you're talking to your 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 coach or your corner, and you think you're you know you're struggling in a fight, it's not going to go well. You're you've got an injured leg, or your hand's broken, and you know you're like, well, let me let me let me go out there and at least try, right? Corner says, well, we can stop it in between rounds, or you know we. We can give you a chance. Most coaches are gonna give you the chance in MMA. Boxing it's different, but it, except for the main event for tonight, but you know, the um which wasn't even by their corner. The corner was kind of ignoring his pleas, which was a whole nother thing which was great for Mark Garter to do. He had called it out right about and the yeah. minute he said yeah. I can't see, Mark God was like, No, no, no. Th- we're done. <laughs> like fuck his shit. Yeah. So I wanna go home, you know. I have a whole flight to catch and shit. But no, um but in this fight I feel like you could have called the fight sooner than what happened cuz like he he was like for a couple of seconds from getting to the end of the end of the round anyways and end of the fight I feel like you could have avoided that entire third round and it would have been fine you know yeah. no one's going to question the kid's heart he got his ass kicked in the second and had a tough scrap in the first you know he was arguably winning the first but neither here nor there I feel like you could have avoided the knockout and probably saved some brain cells while you're at it I think that was he was a short notes fill-in
0: too, I'm almost positive. Which oh, I mean the size discrepancy between the two also, like they looked like different weight classes.
2: Yeah, one looked like a flyweight who wasn't cutting weight, the other looked like a featherweight who cut the bantamweight.
0: weight. <laughs> yeah, even even uh, a big kid. Big John McCarthy, who I can't stand, and uh Josh Thompson who I can stand even less. They were commenting <laughs> on this morning on, on weighing in. They were saying how like Big, they're always talking about, oh, these are big featherweights, big big lightweights. But they were saying Oliveira looked just massive for bantamweight. Just huge. Oh, no, yeah. All right. So uh, myself, for my personal fight of the night, I got to give it to Christian Leroy Duncan for oh, his uh, bout against Claudio <laughs> Ribeiro. Uh, got the TKO stoppage. Minute 57, round two. Duncan's only 28. He's now 10 and one. Uh, It was coming off the uh, decision loss to Petrosian, but he's now on a a two fight win streak. So he's got racked up two dubs in a row. Uh, I think that Duncan, he must've like seen something going into this fight because he came out fucking loose. He was aggressive and mean. He needs to be more mean. I think Bisping mentioned that on the broadcast, like, You need to have some anger when you're going in to fight a guy. Like, especially as a stylist like him, you got to have some anger behind your your attack. So, it was a good sign to see him coming out angry like that. Uh, He was mixing up the strikes right off the bat, hit that uh, nice spinning back elbow, some front kicks to the body, even threw a weird ass, like fucking jumping thrust kick like you do when you're a little kid, like a ninja kick. (laughs) Uh, It it was fucking controlling. (laughs) It, it was a beautiful demonstration of control. I'll put it like that. Uh, he controlled his opponent and he was controlling himself. His cardio, you could see his mind was in it, his body. Uh, when he was doing the John Jones grabbing the wrists and doing the elbows. That was fucking sweet.
1: Uh, just, let he landed one of those in round one. That was the first thing that seemed to... Well, I don't know if it was a grab forward or... He it, 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 it threw a forward, forward elbow... That was yeah from like the a standing He's position against Ri- the fence. Yeah, yep. yeah, and it te- seemed that was the first thing that seemed to work Rivero up because he'd just been stood in the middle of the cage up till then.
2: Yeah, he was just standing there taking shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, but I was yeah. gonna say he uh, he seemed to take the lessons from the fight he had previously, where he lost to this, uh, I guess the decision, if I'm not mistaken, right? It was a, it was a in, in London, if I'm not mistaken, too. Um, the, he just that, seemed to be more active and put a little bit more effort into, yeah, damage, yeah. which was great yeah. to see. Yeah, that was the loss to Petrosian. Yes,
1: but yeah, well, he's, been, I, he's been training in Birmingham, hasn't he? With Leon Edwards, so that can't hurt.
2: No, that's that's
1: that's good. That's good for him. Yeah, put really some good. effort, you know, into game planning. <laughs> <laughs> see, see you and Gary. If you're not an asshole, they'll let you train there
0: burn <laughs> yeah uh just to, to wrap up on that though just uh i'd say cld was my he was my fight of the night or my fighter of the night just cuz he's really showing that constant improvement from fight to fight now since that loss i think that loss was the best thing that could have happened to him because it lit a new fire under his ass and it took away that idea he had coming in that he was perfect and he was just going to fucking Buzz through guys, so yeah, he's constant, constant threat based on that creativity he's got and that striking acumen. And very interested to see what he does over the next handful of years because 28, middleweight,
2: you know, it's a wide open.
1: Yeah, he's got plenty of years left there.
2: No, oh, yeah, he's got time, he's got time. There's no rush right now, just stack the bodies. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: cool
1: name too christian leroy duncan yeah <sighs> three first names <laughs> <laughs> yeah the rare trifecta first name what about
0: that oh,
1: can, can i just name. bring up one other fight before i don't know where else we're going with this but uh ludovic, ludovic klein defeating aj cunningham yeah uh, uh Kleiner, just like clean vicious very nice performance uh, landed that absolutely beautiful front body kick that dropped Cunningham, uh, who had a pretty horrendous uh, upbringing, by the sounds of it. It makes uh, <laughs> Sean Strickland's family life look uh, a little tame, quite frankly, from what I heard on the broadcast. <laughs> um, but the the thing I wanted to bring up here is uh, Austin. You were the only person on the Discord who picked Cunningham. So Dave, insert but why gif here, please. And answer away, an answer away, Austin. <laughs>
2: well, to defend my own decision, <laughs> it was pretty much because I did the OK bet this week, and um, I I wanted to play dangerously.
1: Okay. Thank okay. God I
2: didn't actually have any money on this, so I just doubled down <laughs> on the pick and the money bet. So I figured there was I, a
1: reason, but I just thought yeah. I was curious why. <laughs>
2: also, it doesn't hurt to be the one guy that says, "Oh, you know, everyone on the Discord chose." You know, salute <laughs> Vic, and yeah. I'm like, but I chose, I chose the other guy. Yeah, it, it is what it is. I, I kind of chose to on the whim. So I was like, because I, I forgot these were I morning fights now. Yeah, yeah, I, I forgot these were morning fights, so I was like, I, urgh, I saw everyone already picked, so I was like, I'll pick the, I'll just be the different one. Whatever, why not?
0: <laughs> oh yeah, being on
2: the West Coast, these were early, early for you. Yeah, yeah. fights started at ten thirty. Oh wow. I didn't think of that. Oh, I I do want to add one last thing for the fight card itself uh, for the fights. The opening was uh, Abdul Karim Al Sawari and uh, Loki Radzi- Radzimov. Uh Loki, who won the fight, and this was a fun fight to watch. If you wanted to watch a fun lightweight scrap, yeah. uh, was in the PFL not too long ago and fought for the uh, the lightweight title. Against uh, who was it? Rush Menfio, and lost a close decision. Since then, he's kind of been, you know, hit and miss with other fights, and then lost, and then won again. This is this is a man who's a good lightweight. He's a little older, but um, he's definitely a guy you'd want to see fight more often. Fought Alswati. This, they both came to fight, and that was the thing. And yeah. You you both you both of these guys. You know, they were the opening fight and I think they set the tone for the night. And it was it wasn't just a slobber knocker. It was kind of technical. Wrestling was involved. Um, you know, both of these guys are pretty pretty stacked. You know, was stocky, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, Loki has like a back like a you know, a goddamn middleweight and he's a lightweight, so that tells you something. <laughs> but uh you know, it was a fun fight, other regardless. All right guys, so now let's just give our uh,
0: brief little rating of the card here. What would you rate this card overall? I got first,
1: Mouse? Uh, I need to think about it. I'll go All first. Right.
0: I'll <laughs> go. I'll go. I ain't gone first yet.
1: <laughs> oh,
0: boy. Well, see this here lies the problem because first half of the card, fantastic. <laughs> oh, more than first half of the card, I'd say. Shit. Probably seventy five percent, eighty percent of the card was was damn good. The fun fights, Honest. yeah. Honestly, it looked like we were heading down the path. For noon, morning, wherever the fuck you are. Yeah. Uh, all in all, <laughs> we yeah. we really fell off the fucking the the rails. There went off the rails at the end with the co main and the main. So, uh, despite wanting to rate it lower, I'm typically the hardest on the ratings here. You I'm gonna, me? I'm gonna still give it a seven. I'm gonna give it a seven. To, <laughs> oh, that's generous. It <laughs> is. Generous. And, but Especially the rest, of, the rest of the card was, it was really fucking good. I mean, we got to see a lot of uh, uh, questions get answered. Uh, the fights themselves, outside of the co-main and the main, were really good. So, yeah, I liked it. Seven.
2: Alright, I'll be the contrarian and say, uh, I know I think I gave a 6.5 the last card, I would say this one I'm going to be a, a 6. Unfortunately, the main and the co-main just kind of dragged on too much. You know what? Yeah, I'll stick to a 6 just because of the main and the co-main. Uh, but the fight card, honestly, up until that point was probably a 7.5. And then the main and the co-main kind of just dragged it down to a 6 for me. But, it is what it is. You know, I can't yeah, I feel okay. like if they if they put Makaev and uh, Umar towards the like replaced it per, per, if they replaced you know the the main and the co-main with Umar and Makaev, honestly, that I think it would have probably been closer to a seven point five for me.
0: Yeah,
1: I think we just need to flip the order completely on the uh, main card. Erseg uh, headlining, Umar co-main, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Muhammad, Muhammad, uh, makaev in. Where he is now. Start from the start from the heavies
2: and go go to the lights.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it would have been much better on that card. You say undercard. The prelims were fantastic for the most part. There wasn't really a bad fight on there, and a couple of decisions on there. But um, it is what it is with those. Uh, There were plenty of exciting uh, stuff. Uh, God, what do I give it? I want to give it really, really bad just because of the main <laughs> and the co-main. And I can take points away from Mikhaev's why It wasn't very exciting. The rest of it is so good. I'm going to have to go fucking it down. Um I will stick with what I, I scored last week, I believe, 6.25. <laughs> I
2: knew that was coming. <laughs> At least the point two five part. Yeah, no, I figured he'd be the contrarian here, but, you know.
1: I was hovering between that and maybe 5.33 or 6.33. I really didn't know.
2: <laughs> I must have been in a good mood this week. I'm fucking generous. Yeah. Really yeah. Might have been that boxing fight you watched, So, <laughs> Oh,
0: yeah.
2: yeah. We're going to get to that. Don't,
0: don't let me forget about that. <laughs> no, no. I got to bring that up for my guy, Daz. Me and Daz were fucking tuned into that shit. <laughs> nice. All right, so I think that about wraps that up, guys. But,
1: uh... ...to announce the next UFC main event, or you simply want to settle down for a movie night and maybe watch the entire extended version of the Lord of the Rings trilogy. The Easy Life Commode wheelchair is exactly what you need. No more peeing in a bottle under your desk? We know you do that, and we know why you do it. You don't want to lose that audience now, do you? So rest easy on the Easy Life Commode wheelchair, as used by the MMA guru. And we are back.
0: Huge thank you to our sponsors there for that promotional consideration. Uh, (laughs) We're going to move on now to uh, third topic, final topic of the day. Because this card was so lackluster for the co-main and the main, which is supposed to be the whole premise of this show. We're supposed to just cover (laughs) those two fights, but these sucked. We're going to do a little generalized combat sports roundup for the weekend. Because there was a fair amount of events that went on. Uh, So, um, let me list these off here. We had the Gamebred Bare Knuckle MMA Number 7 show, which featured uh, Junior Dos Santos taking on Alan Belcher for their heavyweight title. Had the BKFC Prospect Series. We had one championship, uh, which had Anatoly Malekin taking on RDR for their <laughs> middleweight title. Was it middleweight? I believe so. And then, uh, of course, as I just mentioned a little bit ago, the top-ranked boxing main event for the vacant WBA featherweight title, and I'm going to probably botch this name, Otabek Kolmatov versus Raymond Ford. Uh, I don't know if you guys caught any of these events or seen any of the highlights or if you had any thoughts on any of these
1: managed to catch a few highlights before the show but that's about it
2: <laughs> i caught the highlights as well i was not uh, able to see because i had to rewatch the uh, i was able to watch like some of the fights last uh saturday or saturday uh we watched the the, the card uh for the ufc this uh, morning and then um Went about to look at the highlights and articles for the um, other events. Um, if I'm not mistaken, the way ONE does it, it's 265 for their heavyweight, 225 for their light heavyweight, and their middleweight is 205 because ONE decides to do stupid things with their weight classes.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, no weight cutting,
2: aka uh, guys are still weight cutting and just coming in huge. Yes, <laughs> but no. Uh... Other than the uh, Junior Dos Santos uh, killing Alan Belcher's future endeavors, you know that, you know, (laughs) that was that was definitely a moment I always had to go back and look at. It was it's good to
0: see Junior still doing, you know, uh, I don't want to say high or or competing at a high uh, uh, level, but still serviceable and you stick him in there against a similarly, uh, aged and skilled guy. And he's still, the dude's still got it. He's still sharp.
1: Yep. It didn't look terrible.
2: Nah, I just kind of looked like he was in there, you know, typical junior, you know, dance is the same. He just, you know, is a little slower, but it's bare knuckle. So it's basically MMA, just less hand protection. So
1: yeah. Yeah. It was a bloodbath. When I looked up from the, uh, I was looking. Well, he went
2: two rounds. <laughs> 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 so it's heavyweight too, so it's like, yeah, there's gonna, there's gonna be a lot more blood at a certain point.
0: <laughs> it, it only took uh, two rounds to turn JDS's nose into a fucking
2: Picasso <laughs> painting. Yes.
0: Goodness gracious. <laughs> Imagine trying to blow that thing. Ooh.
1: No. No. <laughs> The co-meme was yeah. fun on that one. I did get to yeah. watch that.
0: Yeah, the the what was that Chase Sherman versus, uh... yeah,
1: versus someone Nicholson. I've only got his yeah, I uh, name. I the fucking guy's name. Uh, I'm not sure if it was a camera angle or not, but Nicholson looked tiny in some of the what, shots. Sherman's
2: tall. Yeah, Sherman's tall, so it's like yeah. everybody else kind of is dwarfed around him, regardless.
0: Yeah. And I, I want to say that uh, what was his name uh, Nicholson. Was a, a career like middleweight and he came up to heavyweight just for like this fight or some recent fights or something like that. That Chase Sherman was like giving him props after the fight because he stepped up to face him, blah, blah,
1: blah. I didn't know, obviously. Yeah, that's what I mean.
0: <laughs> Tiny man nature.
1: Another nice left hook, uh, another left hook Larry contender, but for, oh. for that fight, Chase Sherman. Yeah. 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 After that, hit, he did not need to follow those that shot up. Uh, just
2: no, Yeah, he gave him five extra shots on the way out.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think he landed two solid ones, and maybe one that just kind of skimmed off the top of his head before the ref <laughs> got there.
0: Oh, we should probably mention that uh, the commentary was being done by everybody's favorite, Robin Black, <laughs> and also Brendan Schaub. So... I've
1: got, I got a question. No, oh, did question. just like
2: <laughs> i was gonna say yeah yes
1: yeah yeah I'd, I'd put it on my notes is that i knew it was sure but i wasn't sure if it was robin black or not uh, no, is, is there a more hellish commentary pairing than those two <laughs> no no i would say not
0: yeah, i think it was like a uh, god i don't even know how long like a four or five hour long broadcast so Oh,
2: no, yeah. no, that's too much.
0: No. Five hours of
2: Robin Black and Shabu.
1: I literally watched, like I said, I was watching it before the show, and I watched the co-main, and I had the commentary on, and then it came to the main, and I had to turn the commentary off. I could not take any more of it, uh, which is why I, why I got distracted looking at things on Discord and whatnot, because I wasn't, didn't have anything to listen to.
0: I, I like my Robin Black in like 60-second spurts on Instagram. <laughs> That's about all I can take. Still too much.
2: <laughs> I don't know who made that executive decision. You know, him and Shab, what are you trying to do? Like... <laughs> Jesus. They're going after a very
1: specific niche of audience there.
2: I don't think those two cries. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm not sure what audience that is. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, yes, yeah, Uh, A quick little mention for Malikin, of course, uh, becoming a three-division champ. They're claiming the first three-division champ in a major promotion. I haven't looked into that, but that's what they're saying.
2: That's dumb, because it's not true. (laughs) It's not like one has deep divisions.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I saw something. uh, Oh, God, what did they say? Like The combined opponents that Malikin had in the three divisions was like 15 dudes. Like, that's all, that's all the guys he had to choose from to face, like, uh, combined. 15 guys. Oh, for
2: Jesus. Years. That's fucking crazy. I, is, but everyone wants to call him the number one promotion. <laughs>
1: <laughs> for four rounds, Muay Thai, it is. Yes, which is not MMA. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not for MMA now. No, they should just turn it into
2: uh, Muay Thai. Why not? I mean, you probably, the, glory exists. Why not just do that? Mm-hmm. You know, with Muay Thai. Mm, fair enough. They probably, they. I mean, they do the jujitsu, which I don't know who that's trying to appease. But come on now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't don't we have a a Dutchman on the
0: Discord?
1: We do, yeah. Oh, we do, yeah. Was it
0: Lasky? Uh, is that who it is, Lasky?
2: Yeah. So no, okay. no. It's not Lasky. No, he's Swede. Lasky's Welsh. Okay, thank you. You're, thank you, correct. My
1: apologies. It's Christian or something like that.
0: Oh, yeah, that's it. Uh, uh, Yeah. So we got a donk on the Discord who is uh, Dutch. So apologies for RDR quitting there. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. National hero
1: quit. I was wondering how the hell had happened there? Like, huh?
0: uh, and uh, before before we close this out, uh, I don't know if you guys have any other mentions, but I got to get into the top ranked boxing main event: uh, Odebeck versus Ford. I mean, me and Daz were both going fucking nuts on the Discord. Uh, I don't think either one of us was anticipating what we ended up seeing and witnessing probably one of the best boxing matches i've seen in some time uh two young dudes both hungry both in it to win it uh the the fight had ups it had downs it had all the drama uh both guys had their moments uh of course super extremely climactic ending i don't want to give it away in case anybody does watch it but some controversy in the end there. Uh, just fantastic, fantastic fight. Uh, if you enjoy boxing, or even if you don't, and uh, you, you're looking to get into boxing, highly would recommend uh, Otebek Kolmatov versus Raymond Ford
2: from Top Rank Boxing. Great fucking fight. I got it on ESPN Plus here, so I go watch it back. Yeah, do I, I? Is it a pay-per-view, or is it just one of those fight nights? Nope. Just yeah, just a free ESP Well, if you if you have ESPN Plus, free to watch. So
1: yes, score. <laughs> I saw the highlights. First,
0: so. first time and maybe the only time I'll ever mention boxing on the show. So
1: <laughs> yeah, we're not talking about Jake Paul, so that's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't even I didn't even know he'd fall. Yeah,
2: he took on some uh, newcomer, and that's about it. We'll stop mentioning it from there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't bother. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, outside of that, do you got any other uh,
0: combat sports news or topics you'd like to touch on from the weekend? Do we
2: know if Raul Rosas and Trishios, because they were supposed to fight, and obviously this fight card was supposed to be in, I think, Dubai or Abu Dhabi, one of the two? Yeah. Um, and do we have any recollection on if, you know. Uh, actually. Rosas was- is he fighting on three hundred or or two ninety nine, or three hundred? I,
0: I do got a little bit of news on that
2: that uh, I could touch
0: on here for if, if we're ready to move on. Yeah. What? All right. Uh, this right here, we're gonna call this little uh last segment here just to wrap up. We're gonna call this Lazy's leftovers. <laughs> <laughs> so get your uh, forks and knives ready. I hope you're hungry, because I'm about to serve you some fucking leftovers. (laughs) Uh, This card was initially intended to mark the UFC's debut in Saudi Arabia. Uh, However, the Saudi government would ultimately request a deeper and more high-profile card, and the event would be moved to the Apex, with the Saudi Arabia show being pushed back to June 22nd. Uh, This is just two days before the kickoff of International Fight Week 2024. So they now have the Saudi card directly before IFW kicks off for this year. Uh, this card also marked Jarzinho Rosenstrikes' sixth UFC main event, more than any of the current champions on the roster outside of John Jones. Just fucking mind-boggling. Uh, <laughs> the event was also, of course, like Austin was just saying, supposed to include the postponed Ricky Tercio's versus Raul Rosas Jr. bout which was initially slated for the Mexico City card, but the fight was ultimately scrapped entirely for undisclosed reasons. So they haven't said why, but instead of them moving that fight to this Apex card this week, they completely canceled the whole thing. And as of yet, there's no news for either
2: guy. I imagine Uh, they tried to screw Tushios over, like make it a catchweight and then make it on a fair... uh, make the catchweight a lot more favorable to Raza, Rosas. And then also, you know, not pay Tercios more for the inconvenience. I'm imagining. Favoring their golden boy, their golden goose. That's got to be it. Otherwise, there's no reason why this fight couldn't have happened. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, lastly,
0: UFC Fight Night Gazee versus Rosenstrike would mark the final fights in the careers of both Jamie Pickett and of course Tyson Pedro as we mentioned prior with Pickett expressing intentions to pursue a career in bull riding post fighting and Pedro <laughs> expressing his intent to commit strong arm robbery in the parking lot
2: <laughs> yeah retirements you gotta love them
1: two on one card they're very rarely happy at the UFC oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's for the course right <laughs> Yep. This was I
2: oh, believe with
0: uh not this year but within the last year's span. Isn't this the second card that's had two guys retire on the same card? Uh, I
2: think you're right. I can't
0: remember the first one though. Uh, uh, oh, it's right on the tip of my tongue. It was Ed Herman and somebody. Um,
2: oh yeah, they both they were in the same they the same yep. fight. Yeah, they retired together. Yeah. So that's kind of a weird thing. Nashville, Nashville, Nashville. Mm, mm-hmm. Your double retirement. And I had the, the whole thing. Well, I can't go out like that. I got to have one more. I'm not coming, going away anytime <laughs> soon. Of course, you're not. You, you need the money.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that was it to be it.
0: All right, guys. I think that about wraps things up for this edition of the Weekend Roundup. Big shout out to everyone listening. Please don't forget to like, subscribe, and comment on the way out. Next week, we'll be coming back at you hot and heavy with a full length episode of JBR for the UFC 299 Mega Card which means you can expect plenty of the usual shenanigans and malarkey you've become accustomed to. And, uh, yeah, so it should be an awfully good time. We hope you tune in. So for no special, Danger Mouse and our editor-producer extraordinaire Dave, I'm LazyBed, and this has been Weekend Roundup. <laughs> he did it. He did it. He did it. Look at me, I finally did it.
2: Send me a link
1: to the show, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Not bad. That was great. That was great. Honestly, we should probably just keep that in, like, towards the end, just so we have something that batches between us.
1: Dude, oh, we put it to one side and save it for a bloopers, uh, catalog one day. guys gotta cut back on the pot, man. <laughs> Jeez. It's still fun.
0: Don't do drugs. Don't do <laughs> 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 Hmm.
1: So what?